Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. As always, we are happy and thrilled that you are taking the time to listen to us on uh, whatever podcast app you're using, or maybe you're watching it on Facebook or YouTube. I hope you're watching it on YouTube so we can keep counting the numbers. You know that's important to us. Uh, We like the analytics and the data, so good to be here back in Studio 22, the blazing, sweltering hot Studio 22. It hadn't gotten too far into the heat of the day yet, so... I'm not coming out of the jacket just yet. Party foul Steve is over there surfing the web and his unapologetic patriot from nine line apparel. That's a pretty design I came up with right there. I know. You're looking good. Got your fusic hat on. Turn your you got your microphone turned on? Yeah, it's on okay. now. <laughs> you're a beautiful man. It's it's Steve, Monday. Steve and technology, not always a fine fit. Uh, and Hot News Natalie, she's not in the studio today. She just, she's been down in Orlando, Florida, and she's been replaced uh, with someone, a girl prettier than her. Look at Sona over there just hanging out. She just, uh, she's kind of blends right into that chair. There. She's Folks relaxed. have to look close. Yeah. You need a, she needs a vanity light on her over there. Yeah. And uh, of course, Puppet Master Mark is sitting over here in the, uh, in the Star Trek. Uh, Whatever command center, yeah, command I don't even center, know what we call it. it is. On the bridge, that's what they call it in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. You you look. Are you a Trekkie? No, not at all. Not are you at all. Star Wars guy? Not More really. Star Wars. I've actually Star Trek? I haven't even seen all the Star Wars movies. What? I've seen maybe I've seen like the first three. I think you're not the nerd I and thought just, you were. Well, thank you. That's a, that's a, I guess that's good. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'll take it. Right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I don't know. I, Star Wars and that kind of stuff, that crap went downhill a long time ago to me. But uh, anyway, sitting here in the hot seat with me is my buddy Jamie Popwell, um, all the way from Opelika, Alabama. That rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? You don't meet a lot of folks from Opelika. I, no, not many. Not that we'll admit that they came from Opelika yeah, from, because nobody knows where it is. Exactly. So for those of you wanting to know about Sona sitting over there in the uh, in the peanut gallery taking it easy next to Party Foul Steve, uh, Sona belongs to Jamie and uh, sweetheart of a dog. Glad she's here. And you changed your flight, actually, because I'm running late. I was running late today because of my wife. And fashionably late. Fashionably late. By an hour. I was an hour late. And I'm, I believe in the mantra of being on time all the time, except some of the time, then be ahead of time. Unless you're party foul. Steve, he's ahead of time by like three hours. Yeah. He wants out of his house so bad, he'll sit he'll sit by the door with his bags packed <laughs> at 4 o'clock in the morning waiting on a 10 o'clock flight. I'm telling you, he can't True stand story. being home. True story. He can't stand being home. <laughs> so we were just together over at uh, at the Chris Kyle Memorial Benefit yep. and hung out over there over the weekend and, and had a blast. And that was a big event, man. They, oh. they had a lot of folks turn up. Yeah. Now, if you talk to the Kyles, if you talk to Jeff Kyle or Wayne Kyle, you think it's the end of the world, like it's the apocalypse, like this is going to be the worst event we've ever had. Nobody's going to show up. We're going to waste all our money. <laughs> and I mean, and I'm like nervous thinking, well, I ain't going to have but 100 people there. Yeah. It was had, packed. It was packed, man. It was packed. And, uh, a lot so, of Patriots in that uh, a room lot. Saturday night. I said the other night, I said, you know, I, some of that room scares me because about 50% of the people in the room either been shot or blown up. So you yeah. know there's some tough SOBs in there. Yeah, yeah. you're <laughs> you right. Know? You're right. I mean, there was, there was um, I'll put it to you like this, Mark. There were about 1,000 people in there, but only about 800 legs. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. yeah, a lot of stuff going on there. A lot of stories. Yeah, yeah. A lot of stories. I want your story, though. Opelika, Alabama, <clears throat> you founded Flags for Vets. And we were talking before this thing, and it's, it's a significant deal. Why flags? Why is that important? 
Honestly, a couple of years ago, uh, right before this administration took over, you guys will remember, maybe you do, maybe you don't, social media was uh, was blowing up with people doing stupid stuff to our flag. Right. All these challenges about which, what you could do to the flag, burning it, and, and, and everything uh, that you can imagine. And uh, that infuriated me. And, and I guess short of going and killing everybody that did it, uh, I decided I'd, I'd do something a little more positive, put a positive spin to it. And so I thought, well, you know what, every time I see this on social media, I'll, I'll put a flag up for it. And um, that, that's that's kind of how this started. And, and uh, from a more spiritual side, I really felt like this is something that God was leading me down the road yeah. to do uh, as well. And, and uh, just kind of felt that pull, that tug. I've served my, my country or my community for my entire life, toted a gun, whether it's in the Marine Corps and law enforcement uh, or contracting. And this was just my way of uh, continuing to pay it forward and continue to serve others. Yeah. And that's and that's the funny thing about it is I know folks you know they might go to your website or check things out because it's flagsforvets.us right correct and so you go to, you'll go to that and I mean you're putting flags up all over the country yeah. and and because you're right you know my friend uh, country singer Neil McCoy he started getting on Facebook when all that stuff was going on and every morning he he's got a he's just wherever he was every morning faithfully he'd do the pledge of allegiance yep. and kind of lead people through it yep. And that's something that people have been – it's been lost, you know. We've had this stuff going on with the protests from NFL players and people desecrating the flag, stepping on the flag, you yeah. know, burning the flag, all these crazy things. It, it pisses me off. I mean, it, it really does because, you know, I, I, I think of um, how much blood's been shed and, and lives given and sacrificed yeah. for our liberty, and that flag is a symbol of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? And and so I think Neil's done like fifteen hundred, fourteen hundred straight days now of doing this thing. I remember, and yeah. it's you know he's written some, got some songs he's released about it, and it's an important thing. And and, and I think that people are kind of losing this sense of patriotism in America. Do you find that to be true? I know in the vet community it's one thing, but I'm talking about the general populace out there in America. Well, and so far, twenty two states we've uh, we've hit, mm-hmm. um, and and of those twenty two states. Uh, Admittedly, most of them are in the South. Uh, I have been as far as uh, Michigan and um, uh, as far west, I guess you could say, as uh, as Idaho and South Dakota. And, and everywhere that I have been uh, in those states have still have that those those patriotic roots. Now, some more so than others, you know, the Texas, the Alabama, Georgia's and, and, and the Bible Belt, so to speak. But uh, I, I, as a general rule, I have seen patriotism everywhere I have gone. Um I, there are, I'm sure there are places in this country where patriotism probably isn't what it needs to be. And I said something in an interview not long after I started when someone asked me why I was doing this. And I said, you remember the weeks following 9-11 and you couldn't drive down a city street, a neighborhood or go by a business and not see an f- American flag hanging right. somewhere. Patriotism was at uh, an all time high. I guess you could argue since World War Two ended. And that's what I longed for. That's what I wanted to see more of is flagpoles and flags all over the country again. And people unashamed to fly the American flag. And like you said, so many people have died for that. And, and so many people have bled for and given everything they have just to, just for that flag. And so um, getting back to that level of patriotism is yeah. really what I hope uh, I can start that wave uh, yeah. of. Well, I told you, you know, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, um, the very Fourth of July, different holidays that you know happen throughout the year. We live in a neighborhood where they'll come out and distribute the flags, and you'll yep. see our streets just lined with the flags. It's a beautiful thing. I, I honestly, I wish it was that way, three hundred sixty-five days a year. Right. And, and we've talked about. I want to put a flagpole 
at my house. I want to put a permanent flagpole at my house so everybody can see it, especially the people across the street from me that vote for Beto O'Rourke. Um, I, <laughs> making my eye twitch, man. Stop. I, I want everybody, and I don't mean you know. I always say, and I live. I, you know, I'm, I'm on the road nonstop doing all these shows, and every every place I go, I say, everybody in America has their own version of patriotism. Some of them just are wrong about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and they if they cut them, they'd bleed their own type of red, white, and blue. But I, we were in Dubuque, Iowa, did a show up there, and a girl that was the the marketing manager for the theater, she said, "Have you thought about changing the name of your tour, which is Star Spangled Banter?" And I said. Is there, what's wrong with that? And she said, well, it just offends people. And I said, Star Spangled Banter? I mean, is it, does a Star Spangled Banner offend? She said, yeah. And I said, does the concept of patriotism offend? Yeah. I said, American flag offend? Yeah. I said, that's the dumbest crap I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Why do you live in a country and you don't embrace the patriotism that goes along with it? Absolutely. I, I know of a lot of places that you can go that they don't, uh, they don't share that same patriotism. And please, I'll help you pack your bags. Exactly. I mean, if you don't want to be here, nobody's keeping you here. Exactly. Go spend some time in Afghanistan. I can tell you what it's like in Iraq, in yeah. Bosnia. I mean, just I just don't even get me started on that. We we only have an hour. And, oh, and I, I want to get him started, Mark. Oh Lord, I want to get him started. Throw cold water on me to shut me up. I'm telling you, <laughs> I want to get him started. You go to Steve's house. You pull up at Party Foul's house, and uh, I gave him this little deal that was a handmade wooden plaque, and it says uh, it's got an American flag across the banner on the top, and it says. Uh, take a knee, my ass. <laughs> and down below is another little plaque that says, "I stand." And I and I'm like, and Steve's got he got some liberal neighbors over there. That, I do, I, but I, I, flag, I joke I about my flag too. So. You do. I joke about you know liberal. I look. I, I know a lot of folks on the left who truly embrace patriotism and love sure. this country, and they do. I'm talking about the flakes that are out there. Yep. And there's 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 flakes on the right and the left. So I, I will qualify it by saying that because it's the truth. I was at a. I was at a political event over the weekend and spoke down there, and I'm telling you, it's almost like going to a church revival. Some of these, some of these political deals. I'm like, what level of nerd you got to be that you just live at a at a at a political speech rally nonstop? I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, but anyway, I want to know how you got in this thing. Tell me the story. So you went in the Marines. Uh, I was uh, 17 years old in uh, 1981, 82, rather I should say. Um, Enlisted, uh, delayed entry program in the Marine Corps. My mom and dad didn't have money for me to go to college. Right. Uh, didn't want to go to college. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And uh, and so I thought, well, I, I, I guess I need to serve. I, you know, that was at the, at the time. Not many people in my school went into the into right. the service. They went in uh, to college. And, and so I was one of the few that decided to go into the military. So three days after my 18th birthday, I'm standing on the Yellow Footprints of Paris Island wondering what the hell I was doing. Um <laughs> Getting called everything but a child of God, but uh, and, isn't that where they train uh, women Marines? And, and that's first battalion. I was third battalion, oh. so uh, I never, I didn't, I didn't Just see anything look even close to a female for about three months. Um, Although so, yeah. that master sergeant got awful cute. Yeah, I'm telling you, that senior, that senior DI, that gunny man, I'm telling you, he was hot. Um, but no, seriously, I, you know, I, I, I went into Marine Corps and, and I went in open contract 0311 because my recruiter told me I could be anything I wanted to be, you know, uh, and they never lie. Right. No, was, I should have known better. He was a That's sergeant. That's a hell of from, a sales uh, pitch they got oof, right there. Boy. He was a sergeant uh, from uh, Bronx, New York. And f- first of all, we almost couldn't communicate with each other because yeah. he was down in Alabama recruiting and I walked in to, and, and I didn't understand him. He didn't understand me. But the general gist of it was, is I went in 0311 uh, open contract and about two months into uh into boot camp, I get pulled into uh, one of the company offices, and there was a Marine captain there from 8th and I. And, uh, 
made the pitch. Hey, we're looking for Yankee White uh, potential and, and candidates. I didn't know what Yankee White was. I had no idea. But uh, I said, shoot, sign me up. And uh, I got my orders cut after my boot camp, went through AIT at Lejeune and Geiger. And then from there, went straight to D.C. to Marine Barracks 8th and 9, showed up, and they gave me a set of dress blues and said, you're going to wear these a lot more than you're going to wear those camis. And uh, camis is a term that I'm sure Steve would be familiar with. But yeah. uh, See, Steve's options were either go wear those camis or you can wear a prison uniform. Oh, that, really? That's back, that, was, that was that generation uh, yeah, right well, there. We, we knew a couple of those, too. <laughs> So, I chose wisely. And, and, yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. But I promise you this: I bring that up because it's funny what Steve could have gone to jail over. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty. Funny. We ain't gonna talk about it. No, I know. And, and, and people are like, oh, he's a hardened criminal. No, he's just a no. dumb redneck. <laughs> we all got a little bit of that. Exactly. In us. That's for sure. So I, you know, I uh, I did my I uh, did about I don't know four or five months there. Got farmed out to a couple of Hey U details. Mm-hmm. Um, Got shipped down to Williamsburg, Virginia, and did 47 days down there when uh, President Reagan at the time had the economic summit in, in Williamsburg, and he loved Marines so much. He wanted uh, a, a group of Marines around him, and so I got put in with 16 other jarheads. We went down there and stood uh, ceremonial post outside the doors and um, partied like rock stars when we wasn't working. Yeah. But, you know, that's a Marine Corps for you, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, and then ended up at the Pentagon for six months, standing outside of uh Casper Weinberger's door, saluting everything with brass and getting tennis elbow. And uh, and then March 84, I got sent up to Camp David and uh, spent 18 months up there with Reagan. Mm. And best duty I'll ever have. Uh, I, just 18, 19-year-old Lance Corporal from Alabama and, and, and amongst the greatest president I think we've ever had. Yeah. So um, I got out of the Marine Corps in 88 and started doing uh, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Spent 16 years as a cop and then realized after working four jobs for so many years with two kids and wasn't going to make enough money. So I started contracting and spent the next 12 years essentially bouncing back and forth between Iraq and Afghanistan and uh, came home for good in January 2015. And this is the abbreviated version. <laughs> and uh, January 17, started Flax for Vets. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, kind of got me where I am today. And like I said before, I, I'm 54 years old now. I, I was working when I came home in 2015. I was working for a, a company doing some consulting for them, security consulting, and helping them try to get some State Department contracts through the uh, 8A program. They were Alaska Native Corporation, so they were trying to break into the State Department piece. And that worked out for about 18 months, and I got a call three days before Christmas. And uh, the CEO said, Jamie, I'm sorry, we just we, we don't have the money anymore to, to keep chasing these contracts, and we're going to have to let you go. So. 52 years old, never been unemployed in my life, and uh, didn't know what I wanted to do, And but I knew that I still had some service left in me. Yeah. Uh, tried to re-enlist in the Marine Corps, jokingly, of course, but uh, would have if that had take me, uh, taken me. rather. And this just seemed like the natural thing to do, uh, giving back to others and, and continuing to serve others, putting others before self, and that's yeah. what we're all good at doing. Correct. You know, flagsforvets.us. Look at Sona over there. She. She's, she's she is involved completely disinterested now. in this. I know. I love it. She she is too. She get over there and stretch and and get all relaxed and readjust herself and comfortable living the life of Riley. Natalie, she doesn't let me do this. Well, I mean, you go, you Natalie, can't you can't pet like Natalie. That. Nope, like that. <laughs> she lets me pet her. There, there, <laughs> there's a there's a law against that somewhere. I mean, I know there is. This is Texas. I really pissed people off over the weekend though because I said. Uh, I posted a cartoon where this guy's had his hand out to the dog's nose and said, the normal way you greet, 
you know, and then and I said, but the way Joe Biden greets and it showed the dude had his nose around in the dog's ass <laughs> sniffing, <laughs> and people were telling me I needed to apologize to Joe Biden's followers. Yeah, all I'm ten like, of Joe them. Biden ain't got no followers. He got ten, twelve. It's like my Twitter account. I think I got six followers. <laughs> I hope to get so I hope funny. to get four more by the time that today's over. So if y'all don't mind, follow me on Twitter. I'll have ten. Yeah, if I see if I see party foul over there sniffing Sonas, but we got a problem. But I've seen him do that to natalie um what is the process so the process somebody wants to put up a flag or it, talk to talk through it i mean well it's more it's, than just giving somebody a flag well i mean it can and, be and, as simple as and, that, it but, is it really yeah. is uh it, it's it's so simple that people can't really wrap their head around it uh, my criteria for this were simple and i could have gone through you know you needed to be combat wounded or you need to have fought in a conflict or whatever a particular branch of service hang on a second come here no she's Lay fine down. Damn. She, she knows what's up. She knows when she's being yeah. talked about. Damn. Hey, damn. Look at that. That's a good dog right there. Good girl. Stay. Um, so, That's why I only keep pictures of Willie. Yeah. Willie be everything in this studio. Willie pee on everything vertical in here. He'd be lifting his well, leg. Before it's all said and done, she's probably going to get up in my lap because yeah. uh, that's just how she is. But um, and and sometimes she can sense if I if I get a little uh, you know stressed or anxious yeah. or whatever, she can sense a little bit of that. So that may be what she's sensing yeah. now. With the thump and tail. It's all good, I promise. <laughs> so uh, so my criteria were simple. I decided, uh, you know, if you served honorably in one of the five branches of service, and uh, that's just going to be um, – that, 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 that's just going to be what qualifies you. So I started, uh, what I started was with, uh, actually with my flagpole. I, I, we had just moved back from Texas. I had a 30-footer that I'd been uh, flying in my house wherever I was. And uh, I hadn't had a chance because I was busy. I hadn't had a chance to put it up yet. So I decided, well, <laughs> Uh, plenty of time now. I'm unemployed. Sure. So put my flag up, posted it on on social media and, and said, hey, if anybody else out there has a flag uh, that they want to honor a, a veteran with, I, I'll do it. And and I had a couple locally that took me up on the offer and I paid some materials. And uh, my mom uh, called me one day and said, you know, your dad's always wanted a flagpole. And I said, I consider it done. Went and put one up for him and the neighbor across the street, unbeknownst to me, they lived there for 47 years and had no idea. Mr. W.J. Browning uh, was a Marine from Korea. Hmm. Never knew it. And uh, he saw our flagpole at mom and dad's and said, I want a flagpole, too. And I said, make it happen. So my first official flagpole uh, installation was uh, January 27th. It was a Vietnam veteran named Ralph Powell, who has since um, uh, who since passed away. But uh, I, I just started doing it that way. And the process, the first first couple of flags oh man they probably took me two and a half three hours i didn't know what i was doing i was lost and it's a simple process now less than an hour but uh but that's really how this started is that you know putting it out on social media and saying hey if you know anybody you want to honor with the flag and a flagpole i'll do it uh if you can help me sponsor them if you can pay for the materials i'll do the rest for you and i took my show on the road uh really just kind of did some counties around where i live i did a couple just over the uh, state line in georgia and and you know one thing led to another and uh, this past Saturday just hit our 342nd installation, oh, wow. and nice. uh, so and I've got probably close to 100 on a waiting list right now. That's and great. So uh, and and we have a Medal of Honor recipient, Benny Adkins, uh, retired Command Sergeant Major, uh, an OSF guy that lives in Opelika, and was uh, was awarded the Medal of Honor 2014, I think. And before that, he had a um, CPA firm for more than 30 years and nobody even knew about that, that he was, you know, as decorated as he was, eight, wounded 18 separate times. But uh, Benny lived uh, uh, right up the road from me and uh, I stalked him for about three months and I told him at some point 
Sergeant Major, I'm going to put a flag up for you. And uh, so Easter weekend, the day before Easter, that Saturday, he had been on the road traveling all week. And that Saturday morning, about 1130, I showed up, knocked on his door, and he came to the door, still had pajamas on, <laughs> and I uh, hadn't shaved in a couple of days. And I said, Sergeant Major, I promised you I was going to put a flag up for you. So either one or two things going to happen. Either you're going to call the police, or I'm going to put a flag up for you, or both. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, I know most of the police officers in Opelika, so I probably stand a pretty good chance of getting off on it. Yeah. He said, well, come on in. We'll check with the missus. And so we put a flagpole up for Benny, and, and uh, that started that piece. And since then, we've done 12 uh, Medal of Honor recipients. And, oh, wow. uh, and uh, we, we've got a mutual friend, uh, Woody Williams. Have you met yep. Have you met Woody? Sure. Uh, so put one up for Woody. Um, <clears throat> one of only four remaining World War II recipients live and the last living recipient uh, mm-hmm. that's a Marine veteran. So anyway, that's how, you know, that's how this started. And um, – I made a promise uh, to myself that I would do my first year. I wanted to do 200 installations, and uh, I, I did 200 on the on the on the 365th day. I did my t- my uh, first 200, and uh, after that, uh, I tried to uh, try to keep it at about 100 a year, and so made 100 last year. I'm I'm uh, 42 into my 100 this year, so yeah. That's pretty amazing. I mean, you know, Steve, I don't know why you don't do things more you know important in life like this. You know, I mean, why don't you? Well, I do quite a bit with you. <laughs> That's with a waste of do. time. <laughs> I spend a lot of time with you. I want to know. So if somebody goes to uh, flagsforvets.us, they can get in touch with you. If they know someone that's a, a combat veteran or a wounded yep. veteran, they can they can request that and get on that list. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and honestly, they don't have to be either. I mean, right. I, I did one for a 37-year retired command sergeant major in your Army that uh, that was responsible for finance. Mm-hmm. And for 37 years, he made sure everybody got paid. Yeah. And, and he had the nerve to tell me that he didn't think he raided a flagpole mm-hmm. because he didn't serve in a conflict. Right. And it's like anything else. You know, when you sign on the dotted line, right, Steve, you, you don't pick your wars. Nope. They just tell you where to go, and you, you salute smartly, and, and, uh, and you move on. And if uh, if it if you get called to to serve overseas in in a conflict well then you just do your duty yeah uh but that that's the one thing that we all have in common is that we all signed on a dotted line and, and raised our right hand and swore note to the constitution and said hey man here i am yeah. here's a blank check and i know that that cliche is used a lot but it means a lot i mean it really does and so uh that's why i just kind of a broad brush approach with me i just wanted to make sure that that one person that did a three-year itch out of high school that didn't do anything but maybe turned a wrench or two on a truck mm-hmm. uh that still served his or her country they deserve a flagpole like the rest of them yeah and uh you know this is my calling this is what i'll do f- till the day i die uh, I know it. I feel it in my heart, and uh, I still got a lot of years left in me, and and I just uh, sit back and watch how many I can put up. Yeah. So uh, tell me that story again. You were telling me about about when you put one up at your place. <laughs> so we were talking about homeowners associations. Yeah. yeah. And, homeowners and you would think living Texas. here in Texas that, but you know, we you know, folks that don't live in Texas think we just do whatever we want to do down here in Texas because we just by God Texans. And you know, for the most part, that that humble yeah. arrogance is pretty true. We yeah. we swagger a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but HOAs in Texas could be pretty daggum tough. Uh, they the can. homeowners they can. associations could get you. Yeah. Was that in Texas when you did that, or was that back it was, in Alabama? It was here in uh, Fort Worth, as okay. a matter of fact. Uh, 2012, we built a house um, uh, off of uh, Basswood and 35, and um, at uh, at a gated community somewhere close by, and I'll, I'll just leave that part out. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, before we built the house, we read the covenants of the homeowner association, and they it said in there that, 
uh, flagpoles were prohibited. Uh, you could fly a flag, but your flagpoles, in-ground flagpoles were prohibited. And uh, I thought, well, just for <clears throat> craps and grins, I'd just go ahead and, and apply anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so not only did I apply, but I, I put pictures up. You know, hey, here's my flagpole right now. It was in the ground at the house we were living in. This is what I'm going to put up. And uh, and this is how I'm going to do it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a classy, tasteful way. I've got uh, solar lights at the base, you know, mm-hmm. a landscaping light. So uh, it'll be flown at night. And and so this completed the pl- uh, application and submitted it in. And two weeks later, I get a letter back saying, hey, you're approved. So cool. Um, uh, Veterans Day weekend of, of 2012 on November 10th, uh, November 11th. Well, November 10th, our, our birthday, Marine Corps right? Birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did it on our, our birthday, uh, Marine Corps birthday, that is, mm-hmm. and uh, put my flag up. And about two weeks later, I get a letter in the mail from the Homeowner Association that said, you're going to take that down. You're in violation. And so uh, I was polite about it, as polite as I could be without, you know, going over there and throat punching somebody. But <laughs> I, I sent him a scanned copy of the letter that I received from the, uh, the manager of the HOA and said, hey, you guys approve this. And I sent pictures, and, and they came back and said, well, it was a mistake. We, we, didn't, we didn't realize it was an in-ground flagpole. Uh, so I said, well, I, I'll tell you this. I said, you know, you meet me Saturday morning about 10 o'clock out front yard, and I'll have every news agency between here and 100 miles parked there next to me, and you guys come tell me I can take my flagpole down. Mm-hmm. And I never heard from them again. <laughs> so uh, four years later, when we moved back to Alabama, I dug that thing up, took it home with me, and that's what's parked in my front yard Love right me. now. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm like you. I, easier to beg forgiveness than it is permission. Yeah. And we've done that for a couple of veterans that we've showed up at their houses, and they've got homeowners associations, and I've told them, hey, look, this is on you. I mean, you know, it, me personally, I'll put it up. I don't care. I don't have to live here. You do. Uh, and, and we've put them up, and they've gotten some grief from HOAs, and uh, like you and me and anybody else that served said, screw you. Yeah. Come make me take it down. Yeah. So, you know, and that's what, this, you know, HOAs are there for a reason. And, and don't, you know, HOAs are HOAs. But everything within reason. But when you tell someone they can't fly an American flag in ground or any way they want to fly it, right. for that matter, then then you're infringing on some rights that, by God, we serve for. And, and yeah. so um, I just don't see that that much anymore. I don't see a whole lot of people getting uh, getting told they you can't know, freedom, fly. freedom and liberty, we toss those words around. Um it's a quirky thing. You know, we talk about living in a free country and, and being free to do whatever we want to do. And, and that doesn't mean we, we are in anarchy where there are not laws and there's not rules and things like that. But because of our freedom, America's always been a pretty quirky place in that free speech, by and large, has not been restricted, although we're seeing some attempts at that these days, especially things like social media. Um, and you know, the mainstream media is extremely biased as well. And so we kind of, it's weird how we get interpreted, but you know, you've been, you were in the service in the eighties. You talked about serving under Reagan and those things. I mean, the world was crazy then too. And America was crazy then too. We've always had that revolutionary patriot blood running through us that makes us a little haywire. Anyway, we got that attitude about it proudly though. And it doesn't, we do. And it doesn't matter where you stand on the political spectrum, either side, if we just have a little bit of crazy running through us. I mean, where else in the world are you going to go where you got monster truck rallies and, (laughs) you know, and and bikini contest and white t-shirt contest and, I mean, you know, they don't do that in Yemen. No. no I, I didn't see a whole lot of that in downtown Kabul either. No. No, what did no. you say, Steve? Wet burka contest. Wet burka contest. Yeah. 
It's still black. <laughs> Look like a swimsuit, like a trash bag that got wet. Yeah, we but, used to we used to joke those eyes were just killer eyes, but you know you you had to think that uh, they're just beautiful underneath, and yeah. all you could see is her eyes. And well, yeah. yeah. Did you did you see that video where those? Uh, I guess it was five or six women in burkas got in a fight with each other, and it yeah. was just a, and they were throwing the kids on the ground. They were holding <laughs> the baby and just kept dropping the baby, pick the baby up, drop the baby again. And I mean, and, no, I miss and, that one. And somebody I posted it, and somebody sent me a message and said. Cars driving by, I said, "Well, that baby's gonna get hit." I said, "The baby's done been hit five times by the pavement." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when that one girl snatched that burka off the other girl's head, I didn't fall into a raging lust or anything. You no. know what I mean? No. But it, it's 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 funny, you know. That it, 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 we live in this country where oh, it, it's we're being compromised in so many ways these days because people are offended by things like an American flag. I mean, that's that's your flag. It's your flag. I, I, I will say this, uh, and, and there's it's no coincidence. Since yeah. this administration has come in, uh, I, I have seen less and less of the craziness that went on the the four years or the eight years previous to that. I, I do see more people coming out now, and I, part of it yeah. makes me a little sad that it, it, they should have been there all along. All I mean, along, it, right. it doesn't take this administration for people to come out and say, my God, I'm an American and I want to do this. I want to fly my flag. But I I have seen uh, a trend more towards the support for patriotism. And, and, uh, you know, the president uh, is a a huge supporter of the military. Uh, It puts America first. I believe that with my heart. Yeah. Uh, Do I agree sometimes with how he goes about doing it? No, but I mean, you know what? I didn't pay him. I'm not paying him to do this job. I voted for him and, and and, uh, I don't care how he gets it done as long as he gets it done kind of thing. But, but I, I just the, the whole patriotism thing for me, I just have never been able to wrap my head around why somebody that's born in the greatest country in the world is not a patriot 24 hours a day. Yeah. Now, you may not have to show it. You don't have to wear the red, white and blue every day. But, you know, when it comes time to stand up, you need to stand up yeah. and uh, and be that person that we, we all know you can be and, and be a patriot. So uh, I'm just that guy, man. Yeah. And I know everyone in this room is the same way with me and, and we're all like-minded in that, especially those of us that have sworn to take that oath. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm wired up the same way. I, and and I, I realized a number of years ago, you know, cause I do comedy and humor and I have this huge platform on things like social media and a large following. And, you know, we got tens of thousands of people who'll be watching this episode and listening to this episode. And I realized that I could remain silent on the things that I am convinced are true and just stay safe or I can use that platform to express, you know, my voice. Now I get messages daily of people saying, I used to like you better when before you got into and I'm like, look, I've never not been into it. It's just, yeah. we, we, we use the platform to, to voice the opinion. I, I wish that we lived in a country where everybody just loved on each other and, and could, sure. but you know, we were created, this country was founded on the ability to disagree and come back together. Um, and, and one of those things that helps us do that is the symbols of this country, things like that flag. Absolutely. You know, everything, if you break down the meaning, you know, and I've had people want to tell me that the flag is racist and the flag is symbols of hate and, and things like that. And I'm like, man, you've been indoctrinated with some really weird BS. Yeah. 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 And, and so I'm, I'm proud that you're out there doing what you're doing. Cause I know that in many ways it can be a thankless thing and, and people look at that and say, okay, so what? You got a flag. You're putting a flag up. That's a big deal. Well, and I don't I, I, honestly at my age now, I don't care what right. people think that that if if they don't if they don't already love the flag and what it stands for, I'm not going to change your mind by putting a flag up for them. Mm-hmm. That's not why I'm doing it. 
Th- yeah. There's two reasons I'm doing it. One, like I said, I really feel like God says, this is what I want you to do. This is your service for me. Roger that. But the other thing I'm doing it for is those that served. Yeah. And as long as they get it, as long as we can shed a tear or say a prayer or drink a beer or whatever at the base of that flagpole, then my mission's accomplished. Yeah. And, and, and if, if someone wants to get on board with that that hasn't been on board, great. Then I have reached that one person. But my meaning behind this is simple. Honoring those that served, honoring those who have put their country before themselves. And it doesn't matter if you're a first responder, a police officer, a fireman, paramedic, uh, a a doctor, a nurse. It doesn't matter. You're putting someone else before yourself. And that's what this is all about. Flags for Vets is about that. So being able to do that and being able to honor those that served uh, in such a simple yet powerful way, putting a flagpole up for them, I can't think of a better way to do it. And uh, and it does me, man, I'm telling you, people don't understand how much satisfaction I get when I see that veteran because there have been very few and I tell you I can count on one hand and have a couple of fingers left of the number of veterans that have not broken down at the base of that flagpole whether you served in a conflict or whether you're standing there with uh with 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 no legs um it, it's 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 all that that visceral feeling of of that true sense of pride and patriotism yeah. of what you know they have fought for and some bled and lost limbs for so uh, that's who I do it for, and that's why I do it. Spoken like a true Marine, even if they're standing there with no legs. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, the, that's the kind of thing I'd say right there. Standing uh, there with no legs. Yeah, standing there with no legs. That's funny. Lieutenant Flags Dan. for Yeah, why well, Lieutenant Dan's got new legs. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I did do a Chris Corbin. I'm going to shout out to Chris Corbin. He's yeah. an old SF guy. lives out in uh, out in North Carolina. Chris is a great guy. Um, lost both his legs in, in, uh, in war and came home and still accomplishing so much. Uh, put a flag up for him last year. Yeah. Had a house built for him by Jared Allen, the the – Former NFL player that's uh, that's building yeah. homes for vets now, so oh yeah, yeah done one uh, done one for no legged people too. No legged people, and uh, and he it. will tell you in a heartbeat. He'll give you yeah, and he'll. So he'll our buddy Jacob you. Schick with Twenty Two Kill, he was on the podcast and and he came in here. Now my wife sometimes she'll come in the studio, and she saw the she saw the video. She wasn't in here that day, and of course Jake's crazy. Jake, he's sitting there and he's got flip flops on, right? And and she's looking at the video. She said. I thought he was an amputee, and I said, "Well, he is." And she said, well, "How's he wearing flip flops?" I said, "Well, he got a fake foot that's designed to hold that flip flop." <laughs> She's like, "Why, well, dang, that looks real." I said, "Well, up close, it's pretty cool. I've never seen that." Yeah, it, it does, and, and I'm like, "Yeah, Jake, Jake got his little flip flop foot on there." You yeah. know, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny, but you know, we were over there the other night, and uh, we're gonna get my buddy, our buddy uh, John Wayne Walding on on the show. We haven't had him. I've known I've known John Wayne for. A few years now and haven't had a chance to get him on the podcast. But, you know, here's a guy that that, uh, single amputee, Green Beret, and then goes back and becomes an Army sniper. Yeah. Green Beret sniper with one leg. Yeah. Which is unheard of, you know. And you get around these guys and you start hearing their stories. I was with Mike Day uh, the other night in Tucson, Arizona. Mike was shot 27 times and still, after being shot 27 times, still killed five more people in Iraq. I mean, this this was real stuff here. Yeah. I mean, these guys. I mean, Mike Day took a they, they stuck a gun under his body armor and pulled the trigger. I don't know why they didn't just shoot him in the head, but twenty seven times non lethal. I mean, they just took another bullet out of him recently. He didn't even know it was in there. Gosh. Shot him in the rear end. 
It wound up in his stomach muscle. It just migrated up, and they put him in the back of a, of a Suburban, laid the seat back, and cut him open and fished that bullet out of there. He wears it around his neck right now. Good Lord. He pulls out that necklace, and he says, hey, here's a bullet that shot me in the ass. And I'm like, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to touch it, Mike. Yeah, yeah, uh, but, I mean, you know, these, these are the kind of people that you look at and say, you know, we were just at the, at the Chris Kyle benefit. And, I mean, here's, here's – um, you know, uh, Chris and Chad, who lost their life trying to help a a, a veteran that was suffering, yeah. you know, and, and the guy murdered him. And, you know, we're honoring his memory six years later on this deal and, and his accomplishments and, and that family and what they've done. This is what the flag means. I mean, that's, that's to Absolutely. me where it is. I didn't go into the military because, one, you know, look, I graduated high school in 1991. At that point in time, like you said, most folks who were joining the military, either they didn't have an option. Or it was a life goal and desire. Like I, I had guys at the University of Georgia who were in the ROTC. They knew they were going in right. after they were done with school. They they wanted to be there. Right. Uh, but that was few and far between. There weren't a lot of those guys. It wasn't as prevalent. And so, you know, either somebody couldn't go to college or something like that, and, and or they couldn't afford college. And it was a different motivation. 9-11 happens, and now these guys are thinking, I want to go to war. Yeah. And a lot of people started signing up to do that. So looking back on that, and when 9-11 happened, something very major happened deep down in my soul. Like there was a cosmic shift in the universe of my spiritual life. And I said, the world will never be the same again yeah. when that happened because there was something so cosmically evil about 9-11. Um, and we we don't need to get in all that. But ever since then, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dedicate my life to doing everything I can to honoring these folks who have served and sacrificed. Right. And everything we do is going to be from that angle. So, you know, you go out there, you go to flagsforvets.us, and, and I encourage people to get in touch with you and, and do what they can and, and uh, you know, give you so much that you got to keep hiring folks in Opelika to go around the country putting poles up with you. Do you have, like, a Go GoFundMe set up for I, that? or a- I don't. Um, the, the website's set up to make donations, too. Okay. Um, and and I, have, uh, I have people from time to time that do, uh, on Facebook, do the birthday uh, fundraiser kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I, I when I started this, I had my own goals. Mm-hmm. And my struggles have been really internal and putting more pressure on myself to do more than than uh, than I guess really is humanly possible. And, and at the end of the day, I just need to slow down and have a little patience that God's plan is going to work out. Yeah. So, you know, when I when I say that uh, the donations and, and the support haven't been there, it's a little misleading. I have, I have to this point, I have been able to pay for every single flagpole that has been put up, 342 of them, like I said. But uh, do I have that 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 corporate sponsor or that individual that says, "Hey, man, I want to take, I want to take this thing to the next level with you"? Uh, yeah. I haven't had that yet, and I, I just have to be patient that that's going to happen. And, and I encourage and, people listening to this, watching. I mean, you might, if it's not you, you might know somebody. I mean, if you're looking for organizations that that. And that's one thing I love about serving on the board of American Valor with the Kyle family because they're always helping raise money to help other organizations who are right. trying to you know get going. And and I encourage people, you know, vote with your pocketbook, yeah. give, find those find those sponsors that are out there that says, hey, I want to come alongside and, and partner with you on this deal because 
Look, we we ain't ashamed to ask for it. We're capitalists in this in Studio Twenty Two, baby. We don't we we'll ask for it. I, I, I tell, like I said before, it, two things going to happen when I show up at your doorstep. You going to call the police? You going to write me a check? I mean, you know what's it going to be? You going to take the easy way or the hard way out? Exactly. Um, but I did, you know, I, I, I'm a little misleading. I have a, I have about a, a dozen local businesses that that provide support for me every month. Um, it's not it's it's not much, but listen, I, you know, five hundred dollars for me is a lot. Yeah. So at two hundred dollars, it costs to put one flagpole up, and that doesn't even include the cost of fuel and lodging and anything mm-hmm. else or if I have to fly somewhere. So those costs go up exponentially. But um, but I do have businesses that that have invested in me, local businesses that know me because I'm born and raised there. Mm-hmm. When I showed up at their doorstep, they knew who I was. They they knew this wasn't something that's a fly-by-night that I'm going to be driving, you know, a jacked-up F-350 that's uh, $80,000 that I paid for through the nonprofit. I've got a 2013 Silverado 1500. It's got 129,000 miles on it that I'm riding the wheels off of right now. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if there's a if there's a car dealership out there that wants to donate a truck, um, <laughs> there's my plug. Uh, so, I mean, but I do have some businesses that you know that from time to time that sponsor me. But I'm always looking for I'm looking for the financial support that I don't have to worry about this because I know, like I said, I'm going to continue to do this uh, forever. I I, I came across. Uh, about six months ago, I came across a company out of uh, Holly, Michigan called Flagpoles, etc. At the time, I was using Valley Forge flags, uh, and and they were, you know, they were there was a partnership where they were allowing me to purchase my flagpoles at cost versus retail because I wasn't reselling them; I was using them as a donation. But uh, but the gentleman named Brian Mann that owns mm-hmm. Flagpoles, etc., uh, stepped up the game, and he said, "Look, man." I, I, I don't. I don't know what we can do. I just know I want to partner with you on some level, and uh, they have really come up and showed up. and And flagpoles, et cetera, has been really, really good to me. They uh, they've allowed me to to have the freedom of ordering flagpoles. Uh, and, and, and paying for them at the end of the month versus mm-hmm. having to That's pay great. for it up front. They've waived uh, the, the shipping charges for me so that I'm not paying seven dollars $800 in shipping for four flagpoles uh, when the flagpoles themselves cost half of what the shipping was. It's those little things for me. That, that adds yeah. up to a lot. But not only that, but flagpoles, et cetera, has taken it one one step further. Brian, has he's got teams that go all over the country putting flagpoles up commercially for businesses and individuals. And he said, hey, man, send me your list of veterans that's waiting. And if I'm in a in a town where you've got a vet that's been waiting for a while, let me put a flag up, uh, you know, for him while so you don't have to make right. that trip up. And he's done that for me three or four times so far. So yeah, as he goes through towns where I've got vets waiting, then and if if he can swing it, he's going to do it. So it's those little things for me right. that have really allowed me to take a step back and take a deep breath because I got people on my waiting list that have been there for a year and a half. Wow! And I every day, man, I obsess about you know, man, I need to get up there. I need to do this. I need to do that. But it's just not time. I mean, I just don't have the money yet. So, and there's only one of me. Uh, I joke when I say we, it's me, myself, and I. It's yeah. the three of us. Uh, I do have a couple of people that help me when they can. Uh, both are Iraq vets. Both are guys that uh, that served and, and were wounded in Iraq. And, and God bless them. They do what they can. One's name's Todd Rauch. Uh, and and another was Kyle Golden, and both of them are suffering from injuries that they sustained from mm-hmm. either sniper rounds or IEDs. And but yet, you know, they're, they're continuing to serve, and and they jump in the truck with me and go and help me put flagpoles up. Yeah. So. I do have some help. I have a chapter that started up uh, right outside of Fort Bragg and uh, right outside of Fayetteville in a small town called Rayford, uh, a Marine and his wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I've got a, a, at least one official chapter yeah. uh, that I have to ship flagpoles up, and they just put them up for me. I've been to North Carolina three times so far, mm-hmm. put 21 flagpoles up, and I said, look, look I can't keep – you know, I can't afford to keep coming up here. Yeah. So that's kind of the business model behind this is that as I put these up in states where it's just too cost prohibitive for me to go back – 
I kind of pass the torch and say, hey, if there's anybody up here that wants to put a flag up for me and, and I'll throw you some flags for vet shirts and I'll send you the flagpoles and you just put them up and, and uh, we'll worry about the, the logistics part, you know, when uh, when it happens. Yeah. So. It's good stuff. Opelika, Alabama, you're an Auburn fan, aren't you? Uh, I'm an Auburn grad. I'm an Auburn fan. Quick story about that. My dad. Um, Found uh, a chink in the armor, Ted. Uh, uh, I knew there was a flaw with you, uh, Jamie. Look, I told you the other night, I drank almost as much beer at Georgia as I did at Auburn. You did. Um, And Georgia is my second favorite team. Uh, If they weren't playing Auburn, absolutely. I had a buddy of mine, uh, Dale Shedd, that was in the Marine Corps with me, and and, uh, Dale was from Athens. And when we got out of the service, uh, I used to hang out up at Georgia on on football weekends when I was at home. I, you know what? I'll flip a coin on any given day. You're exactly right. And girls in the South in general. The South, the South and I married a beautiful one myself. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought right in the middle of that sentence. What oh, you were going to tell me a story about Auburn. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, anyway, Auburn. Uh, my dad is uh, uh, extended families from Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the early 60s, my dad played football at, at uh, Banks High School up in Birmingham and, and got a scholarship to play football at Auburn under Coach Jordan. And he and my mom moved down there. Dad was playing ball for, for – uh, Auburn from 63 to 65 and mm. and so just you know grew roots there and and uh, we've been there ever since and uh I mean I love the town I love Opelika I love Auburn and everything it stands for I never have to worry about being in the middle of the Bible Belt uh anyone ever having a problem with me putting a flagpole up and, yeah. and there's nowhere around there that uh that you know they aren't supportive of what I do yeah so it's a good place it's a good place I like to give it a hard time you know we got a place over in northeast Alabama up on Sand Mountains so. oh yeah we uh, we we redneck it up too. Oh yeah, good. Times. Hard not to up there. I know, and it's a gorgeous place up there on the bluff, right over there, looking the Tennessee River. I mean, oh, it's man. it's nice. Well, anyway, I'm gonna let you get on that airplane and go home. I appreciate you hanging out with us here in the studio man, it's an and honor. talking about. It. It's an I, honor. And I do. I encourage people to go to flagsforvets.us. I can't say it enough. I keep saying that, and we'll put it up here on the screen one more time. But I want to make sure that that people go there, and and you know. If you know somebody, you, you can you can offer you know for Jamie to come out and do that and get them on the list, or just donate. I mean, that's the thing. Donate. Yeah, just, make make life easier for what you're doing. Just patience. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it, like I said, it is just me doing it, and and if you're willing to wait, I, you know, I'll put a flagpole up for you. I promise I will. It just it may take me a little while, but I made you a promise, and and I'll do it. So yeah. you know. Same thing goes for you, Party File. What you yep. got, Party File? They got a Facebook page too. Flags oh yeah, for vets. Yeah, Flags Flags for vets. do that. Hit like, follow them, keep up with everything's going, and. Boy, I'm tired just listening because I, I just know how much you're doing and how much you're going and, and, and running and gunning, man. Well, and, I mean, you stay on the road, too. So if you're ever in a town where I need a flagpole put up, I'm going to give you a call. Okay. And, and while you're there, yeah, you know, I'll watch put a flagpole I, up Well, me. I won't do it, but Steve will do it. Yeah, okay. I, I get Steve to pour a little concrete footer <laughs> in there and, and, and I need to swing by the Home Depot first, though. I mean, Absolutely. If you, if you don't mind a flagpole hanging at about a 60-degree angle. Well, you know what? <laughs> I, when, I, when I show up at a Marine's house, Steve, what I do is uh, I ask him, do you want the 90-degree or do you want the Iwo Jima model? Um, so on Fourth yeah, of July, y'all can yeah. go pose underneath. Yeah, it. first couple were almost Iwo Jima kind, you know. Yeah. But uh, I'm so OCD, I made sure they were at 90 degrees. That's but I do offer funny. That. That's funny. Yeah, old Neil Neil McCoy talking about him. He got one. He got a 50 footer put out in front of his place. Of course, he's got a big old property over in Long Beach. Yeah, go bigger, go homes. Yeah, all and he's say, got right? that big gate out there. And I told him, I said, you know, sometimes he and Neil is so dang gracious. I mean, he is so gracious. He got an asylum out there, man. I tell you, he'll be sitting out there doing that, and he'll be talking and ride his little gator out there to the flagpole to do it. And there'll be people standing there at the at the gate, you know, w- wanting to talk to him or whatever. And he'll back that gator back over the sensor on the driveway so it'll open the thing up, and he'll just let them in the property. I said, man, you're going to get killed one day. <laughs> but, I mean, it's Longview, Texas. Yeah, what it's you Longview. Yeah. They, I mean, it's good old folks out it's there. It's Neil yeah. McCoy, and nobody don't. 
Everybody likes him. Everybody loves Neil McCoy. Yeah. I mean, I don't, but whatever. Yeah. You can't, you yeah. can't <laughs> not like him. I know. I love Neil. God bless him. He's a mess. But anyway, Jamie, thanks for coming, man. Yeah. Prayers for you, safe travels, and all the good stuff as you're going around. And, and I promise you, anyway, we can ever help you. We want to do it. We're going to promote the heck out of it. And um, Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad having you on. So y'all go check him out. Get on Facebook, follow him. Also, uh, uh, go to the website and do it, flagsforvets.us. As always, we're about to get back on the road ourselves. So if you want to find us out there, come have some laughs with us. Go to watchchad.com and find the tour schedule. We're about to open the floodgates, I hope, on a lot more cities and dates for the remainder of the year. And, Steve, I think we're going to change the name of the tour. I think it's about time to – I think now that we're going into cities for the second time, the Star Spangled Banter name, it's almost time to be laid to rest. I think it's time. I got ideas. All right. I I got ideas. ideas. I think we're going to call it – this show is guaranteed to piss at least three of you off comedy <laughs> tour. <laughs> I'd shoot for more than three. I mean, yeah. I Our folks are pretty solid, man. Pretty you know, they solid. come out to the Did show. You? They know what they're getting into. They have a good time. But I've never done a show where I didn't get a message afterwards where somebody was mad about the opener, or, you know, or, yeah. you know, I might have said the word penis or something like that. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, you know, I mean, I didn't might have said it. I did say the word penis. Somebody <laughs> left mad once. <laughs> oh, well, it's Steve. Now, Steve will sit out in the lobby that, and he could see them leaving. Yeah. He like, he like if there's a couple of them, you know, we'll have whatever, a thousand people, twelve hundred people in the room. And then and there'll be one or two that inevitably get up and go. But yeah. you got to ask yourself. When you show up there, did you not know? I mean, those well, one or two that what, 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 you what, what did you think you were coming to? I mean, they seriously, they want a political rally or they want church service? They're going to a Richard you, you, Pryor you, concert and yeah. not not hearing him swear. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And seriously. we don't, you know, my my set. I, I tell people all the time, I don't swear. I, I it's not a vulgar show. Now, if I have an opener, sometimes I can control that. Sometimes I cannot control who the opener is because it depends on if the promoter has somebody that they need to stick on the venue or whatever. And they're just ways to work and wheel and deal and make the deals happen. And sometimes you have to say, and I tr- usually encourage those folks to keep it at PG-13, but people have a different interpretation of what PG-13 means. True. Now, you come into my show, I'm going to show you the edge. I'm not going to push you over it. Now, if you choose to go out there and jump off of it, that's your own you. Yep, yep. But I want you to laugh. And ch- it's, Steve's exactly right. you got folks that come, they either think they're going to a church service or a political rally, and it's 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 a little bit of both and neither of either. So, yeah. you know, it's we, we it's a comedy show. We have fun. It's a good time. Did you pass the plate? Uh, no, but they do write me a pretty good check at the end of the night. It ain't so bad. But that's a good idea. <laughs> well, we do have ways, um, and, and we usually have stuff like we've got – we're, we're going to start adding our friend uh, Chad Robichaud, who has Mighty Oaks Foundation out in Arizona, um, helping vets uh, recover. And, and he does it free of charge for them. And um, uh, we've got – we've. We're starting to put a lot of his pamphlets out and stuff like that, and, and try to encourage people with awareness. And so, yeah, you know, in that in that sense, I, I want people to give. We yeah. are blessed, man. This is the greatest country ever in the history yeah. of the world. It yeah. is. I mean, this is the greatest Hands idea down. That, uh, that our founding fathers were inspired by God. I truly believe that oh, yeah. when they created this country, they did. And and it's we got our flaws, we got our sins, we got our scars. But hey, we're humans, and everybody's got that. And uh, Anyway, I'm going to shut up because i got to sneeze anyway, so I'm going to end this episode. <laughs> so go check out Jamie Popwell, follow him, support him, do everything you can for Party File Steve, Puppet Master Mark Candice, Queen of the Ethiopians, who is conspicuously missing, and Sona, who's asleep on the floor. God bless her. I love that dog. Yep, she's out. My wife would say, no more, no more. Yeah. My, my wife says, no more dogs. Yeah. Well, we're just going to get a bigger piece of property. So we That's get all more you dogs. need to do. That's Absolutely. Right. <laughs> we'll see you next time for the Chad Prather Show. I love you all. God bless. Bye.